the Four Color Nerds po- comic podcast. I'm Christina, and I'm joined by the other nerds, Matt. Hello. Ryan. Hello. And Carissa. Hello. Together we take on the week's comics. Each week we read a variety of comics and gather here to discuss them. This is a review so- show, so there will be spoilers. If you don't want to hear spoilers, take a break now and go read your week's books, then come on back. Each week one of us picks their favorite book of the week, and that's our pick of the week. This week, I am that nerd. This week, the peak of the week goes to Monstrous Number no. 2. Uh, Monstrous Number no. 2 by Image Comics, written by Marjorie Liu, and art by Sana Tatakeda. I, yet again, have picked Monstrous as my pick of the week. Um, I still love love this book. It is getting a little confusing because there are so many characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. No! I had to read this multiple times. I had as, to go- as with many complex image books, my first thought was, I'm going to need uh, Christina to explain all this to me. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and it jumped around, so it was kind of hard. I don't know if they're dream sequences or flashbacks or what. Um, I mean, the beginning is, is basically, was hilar- I thought it was hilarious. The guards are killing themselves. Because they're afraid that they're going to be killed horribly by, um, I guess the 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 it, well, it, we find out it's in, twi- in I can't even say it. In- Inquisitrixes. Somebody, yeah. The Inquisition. It, yep. What? what a show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so they, yes, I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, <laughs> so basically, they're a coven that are coming in. And they're trying to figure out what the hell happened to um, Yvette. I had to make sure and got the name on that one. That was the blonde lady, or white-haired lady, um, that uh, Maika basically kind of destroyed at the end of the first first book. Um, so they come in, and they're basically killing all the guards that are in their way. And they come in, and they're, they're, they want to go basically interrogate Yvette's body, uh, they shoot her up with some sort of magic craziness and she like wakes up and like goes like feral and starts biting some of the other guards and well, that basically was, that was a question i had so yeah. she was like feral before they uh you know did the the hypodermic needle to the chest right to bring her back because when they like show her body she has like those fangs yeah so, she I, i'm guessing she is well she's one of the Ar- arcanics because they're all something, right? So she right. is. She's. She is obviously something. So yeah, she's yeah. Like the a teeth are vampire, right? Like I think she is like a vampire because remember she was also eating the body. Like she had those kids, and they were obviously eating the body parts of those kids too. Right. And so yeah, I think she's got to be some sort of craziness. So I'm guessing what she's doing is she's drinking the blood to revive herself. Now that she's been awoken, um, and so then we get we get either the flashback or the dream sequence. Um, with the best part of that was the naked sumo wrestling with the ladies. I'm just gonna say that <laughs> that was the best part. Yeah, <laughs> best part of the whole thing. Um, so after that, we Mike Micah wakes up and she has um one of the little kids, Kippa, and then is it Master Ren or Mister Ren? Because one the Kippa called her called the cat Ma- Mister, and then I thought I saw Master. Which well, is the, when he was the trying cat with to many tails. intimidate uh, those people, wasn't he claiming to be like some ancient necromancer? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he was a necromancer. Oh, sorry. Sorry. 
I actually thought that was a cute little funny joke. That okay, so the cat is seriously like the funniest character in the whole thing. The cat yeah. when he was talking mm-hmm. when when he was talking about um the dogs when they run into the dogs because they're on a they're on a wagon and they're going through the forest and they run into some guys and there's the dogs and he's like, he says something like I that's right I used to sex both your mothers. Did you see mothers that? Mothers and fathers, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mothers and your fathers. Yeah. And then the uh the the scene in the forest where uh Mako runs into one of the Intwizic or something. Wizards. <laughs> yes. That Inquisitors. Yes. Can we just say Inquisit something? <laughs> and Inquisitors? Something. I want to say Inquisitors, but that's not exactly what they are called. But yeah, the cat the cat I love the cat. The cat has balls. I'm just saying the cat has balls. When he that... tries to stand in front of that thing into his things and he goes and he basically like it's like the list of like everything he could possibly be on the house of this and I have raised the dead and I have all all of these things. And he's like and then basically she calls bullshit and then he's like, Flee, flee, run away, <laughs> yeah. run away. I, I posted that panel on on our Facebook page, the flea one. I love that cat. <laughs> that cat yeah. is so awesome. Did did you also yeah. catch the little lion cat thing again? There was yes. another little lion cat. Mm-hmm. There, it's got to be a freaking nod to Saga. It has to be. Has to be, yeah. And then uh, the, that little the cat with the nine tails. Well, I think he has two, but nine yeah, tails is like a. No, cat there was one that had this like tails coming out of its ass, like okay. several of them. Mm. He has like two. I figured it was a uh, a nine-tailed fox thing, but with cats. Mm, I, love I think the he only way... has two. There's a couple panels where like the cat is like kind of like standing up like a like a person and talking. Mm-hmm. I love those panels. <laughs> They're awesome. Yeah, he he cracks me up. He I think he he really holds the holds it together cuz it's she's she's like I don't know if she's like a rebellious teenager or or what cuz she obviously is young, but sometimes she seems very just she obviously she's very emotional and she's also um has some sort of demons inside of her, which at the very end we see her grab the mask and her whole arm changes, which I wonder if it's a defense defense mechanism. I don't know. I think she's some kind of werewolf, I think. Yeah. But what, what's with the arm? Cause that doesn't keep seeing the, maybe she, the weird eye thing. It's, I was thinking it's some sort of weird Cthulhu shit. Yeah. It's weird. So I don't know if she's just a werewolf or she's something else. Well, I don't think any of them are like a vampire or a werewolf or no. something like that. Well, that, they're all they're all whatever the arcane things are. Well, as, yeah. a to, as a nod to manga, that eye looks very similar to the things that appear in Full Metal Alchemist that represent like the dark, like the sins and everything like that. Yeah, I right. think. I mean, I'm sure all of these are a play on like Asian mythology. The cat I was talking about was on the. It's on that like extra page where it's got a map oh the like oh, professor yeah. uh professor whatever yeah. I think it's yeah. i've read that thing like three times i love that i thought that was really cute yes i really like the cats in here they're <laughs> they're the best <laughs> we're all about the cats all about the cats so yeah i i still i still love this book i'm still gonna read it it is gotten confusing and i do have to read it a couple times but i'm still i'm still in for the ride the artwork is gorgeous if nothing else um, yeah, I'm curious. To see... Beautiful and yeah. super detailed, and 
creepy and disturbing. Um, it's really, I think, kind of unusual where you can have like the little uh, the little kid who's drawn so adorable, and then you have mm-hmm. like these monsters drawn by the same person that are <gasps> terrifying. <laughs> so, and just that that's talent. Usually, you can do like one or the other, but doing both is, I think, some real. She's She's a full package. Yeah. <laughs> full package. Yep. So that's that's that. Uh, let's go on to Carissa has a book, New Romancer. Yep, New Romancer Vertigo Comics, um, written by Peter Milligan and art by Brett Parson. So this is, um, I've been someone who does uh, some coding and web design. What I just wanted to check this out. Um it starts with um, an opening of um, looks like Lord Byron on his deathbed being like bled, and then yes. it and then it goes to like the story about this girl writing to someone telling about how wonderful her life is, and then it cuts to like the real existence. That's of, her like, dad in prison, right? That she's writing. yeah, yeah. Well, then I wasn't really sure if it, that was also just another made up story because she just seemed to be writing, but. But then it cuts to her act, it being actual. At first, I thought, oh, no, she's making something up again. But then, no. No, it's her so, actual shitty life. Yeah, her actual shitty life. <laughs> yeah, so then, um, yeah, so she, I guess, was working for, like, this big conglomerate, like, big fancy Silicon Valley company. And and then all it cuts to showing her working in, like, a startup, like, in someone's house, writing code for, like, a cheesy, like, um like match.com type of place, but it's called new romancer. And, but she's making like fake profiles and they're all based off of like, like historical, like suave, like, you know, they're like the romantic poets. Yeah. romantic Mm -hmm. And so, and it has this interesting sci-fi twist, which I find really interesting. So she's like really obsessed with obviously Lord Byron's her favorite. And there's some other ones. And like, she has something where the company she got, um, fired from, she stole some technology from them, and she's been using it to work on this new project. And there is a mishap, <clears throat> and um, and stuff ensues. And then all of a sudden, she uh, seems like a uh, these bodies are there, and they get infused with these fake profiles that she's been writing, which are based off of these famous poets. And she <laughs> runs into Byron, and he's kind of a weirdo. Uh, who yeah. who would have thought making uh you know sex columns using stolen uh, artificial intelligence technology could ever go wrong? I know who you. <laughs> uh, so if I, there were ever, ever shenanigans, okay. yes. shenanigans, I thought it was cute. I actually probably will keep reading it. I want to see what happens. It was a fun little like story. And but then it was all fun, and then you get to the last page, and you're like. What? Oh, and they're like eyes wide shut, like murder orgies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the book Cast had it. lost me yeah. until that point. Yeah. It yeah. totally lost. Me. And I yeah. was like, oh, okay. Violence. Oh, okay. Yeah. Something interesting. Well, it's yeah. Cast Nova. I, I, yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah, no, I was not it. not on board until that point because I was like, okay, this is cute, and he's like a dumb horror, really. He's not really a great writer, like, because he's his personality, but mm-hmm. yeah. But then I was like, oh, awesome, murder. <laughs> <laughs> stay for the ro- <laughs> come for the romance, <laughs> stay for the murder. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, is Casanova 
a bad guy? Uh, I guess um, he's in this. You mean like historically? No, in, in or... like classic literature. Uh, he's like kind of in the same vein as like the Marquis de Sade. So he's like kind yeah. of the the darker impulses of. Uh, is the id? Yeah. So I mean, is he? He stands in contrast to the other romantic poets, you know. Oh, I thought he was a character. No, no, Casanova is. Casanova was a rare. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Huh. It's it's kind of like band aid or Q tip, mm-hmm. like it's you know passed into you know being used as like a stand in for like you know a great romantic or lover or whatever. But that was watch, person, go, you know. Go watch the movie with um. As I draw a blank on his name, is it Heath Ledger? Yeah, Heath that Ledger. One? Yep. Yeah, Heath Ledger has a Casanova movie. It's really cheesy, but it is it is kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah, this one, it was all right. I don't think it was really for me. Um, I don't know. I just, I couldn't really get into it. Um, just like, uh, I think, Christina, until the end when there was uh, the murder, it made me slightly more interested, but... Like, oh, something's happening. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, ooh! <laughs> well, I, I think how much you like this will really depend on how much you know about romantic poets. Because yeah. if you mm-hmm. don't know who they are and what they're referencing... Um, I mean, I've taken, you know, plenty of like humanities classes and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So I know who these people are and what they're doing. So it makes sense to me, but it's not my favorite time period or writers. So I'm not saying that this is always the reason why people read comics, but if it got people who only read comics into looking into reading about classical literature and poets that that's a good thing it could be like a gateway to a broader education it kind of reminded me like they're trying to do almost like a fables for poetry mm-hmm. yeah. i can see that but uh yeah i don't know if i will continue on this one or not let's see coming up next matt symmetry one Symmetry One, uh, put up by Image Comics, written by Matt Hawkins, and art by Raffiolo. Raffiolo. Raffiolo? Oh, boy, I guess that makes sense. Raffiolo. Say it again. Raffiolo Ayanko. Raffiolo Ayanko. Um, I did not like the art. Oh, me too. It was too. <laughs> it was too overly clean. It looked kind of like there was a book that they did. In, I want to say the 90s, and it was like hailed as this like, oh, it's the future of comic books, and it was like a 3D Batman book. The posing looks like basically you went into Poser and posed some models and took screenshots. I don't know. I like I liked the art. So I don't, I don't <sighs> think the art is necessarily bad. It's just it's a style. I liked the yeah, I don't like that style. Anything that was not human looked, I thought, yes. looked better. The not human look good, but the yeah. humans all just kind of looked they looked weird. Posed. They looked weird. Yeah, it it just it wasn't natural. It was off putting. Yes, um, the story kind of I didn't like really towards the end. Basically, uh, it's a sterile futuristic world where um, everything is done by machines. Your lives aren't really kind of outside of the box. Um, they you know they 
machines kind of drive you to do everything. They do everything for you. They're your constant companion and friend. Uh, you care more about them. Than, I mean, they're basically your family, your only family. They're the only person who's always there for you. Um, they basically in this world, they, you know, the parents come together to to have children, and then they have them for the first couple of years, and then they take them away. I'm assuming probably because they found that if you don't have children by a parent by for the first couple of years, they'll turn into homicidal maniacs. Well, that's what they say is like touch is necessary for, like when they you know have the baby and then they give it to the mother. It's because that human need has to be met and they haven't figured out a proper yeah. way to, you know, like there are some really uh, messed up like experiments in, I want to say in like the sixties in like Romania where they basically took orphans and put them in like boxes <laughs> and they went crazy. <laughs> um, no surprise. Right. Like you do need human contact. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, I didn't really like it until the very end when uh, it, it all falls apart. And I'm like, all right, post-apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, it, it has me. But the art, I just, oh, God, it irritates the fuck out of me. It reminded me there were a lot of, like, movies that it reminded me of. Um, it reminded yeah. me of... Um, Every utopian movie ever. Well, yeah. a lot of, like, Equilibrium. Um, I think that's the name of the movie, right? With, uh, with, with the guns, the books. Yes. The gun kind of. Yes, yeah. with the gun cod. That's the least interesting part of that. They actually call it gung fu. You know? Um, but, like, the idea that emotions are are not desirable and lead to, like, bad results. And then, like the, like you were saying, like, the robot's kind of, like, living your life for you. Kind of remind me of, like, maybe, like, Wally or something like that. Um, yeah. So, when it all goes to shit, though, that's, I think you're right. That's where it starts getting much more interesting. You know? Yeah. I can't wait to see what happens, you know later because they're like oh, now they're just dying everywhere and i'm like all right let's see where this goes <laughs> yeah i think what it was a like? really long setup for yeah yeah that that was my biggest complaint is it was all just set up for like the last three pages of the fucking book yeah i, I agree that it went uh went longer than it needed to with the, the setup you know yeah. Or, Especially with the art, it was just really fucking taxing. And I also felt like it did a lot of um, like sh um, explaining to you rather than just showing you mm -hmm. the, the things. There was a lot of talking. Yeah, it was a lot of tell, don't show. Yes. Uh, which is a sign of a bad story and bad writing. I mean, the first rule is show, don't tell. Especially when you have comics as your medium i mean you have yeah. visuals really easy to show you know with you you know that they're it's the combination of like words and art that make comic books great you know so yeah. if you're not using one to its full effect you're you know even like Failing. i think it was like last week we had like a silent issue like yeah it's, it's funny to think of that as having east. yeah east of west right <laughs> of that as having writing but that had strong writing to it this like i don't know it's funny that the silent issue of East of West is probably stronger writing than this very yeah. yes. issue. Because well, they I mean, show you everything. You know what's happening. It's so... Yeah. It, it, leads, it leads you down that path. It, it is exactly storyboard by storyboard of what is happening. It's Just like the exact... No yeah. Yes, very much that that's a show, not tell. This is a tell, mm -hmm. not show. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is really sad considering it's just a bunch of poses. I, I don't know. I'm still I'm I still thought the art was okay. The, no, it was well drawn. 
you just think it was stiff? But it was yeah, it was yeah. stiff and the book the people the whole book shows a lack of skill. The people's faces just are really, really off putting. Just the coloring and the lines. Which it, it's really off putting. Maybe it's on purpose. Yeah, just ugh. Because they're supposed to be not normal. Yeah. Like they're 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 in the weird sterile Gattaca future. Maybe that's why. But yeah, that is Maybe it's supposed to be like that. And maybe once story happens then different people. Um, yeah. Well, but you'll see different things I and mean, emotions. I do kind of see what you're saying about like it doesn't seem like there's any necessarily like muscles underneath their face actually making very many expressions. Yes. But if they don't if they don't have any emotion. Oh, but not... maybe that's why. Oh, Ryan just explained us the whole book. Damn it. <laughs> They're not supposed to, you know, they don't have surprise or anger or disgust or, you know, amusement, I just, I any I, of those things. I, I don't like that then. <laughs> I just don't like that. Because, like, if you really look, like, here, okay, here's a good example, I think, of my my newly theory in the last 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, when the EMP pulse goes down and you see everyone looking up at the sky in, like, surprise, yes. their faces What's don't happening? look like that anymore. No, they're just open mouth. There's no, like, right. it's just, like. Because duh. they're not being controlled by the machines suppressing all of their emotions. Yeah, because the machines are gone. Yeah. So that's the moment that the machines get knocked out, and then they look up, and they have actual... They still don't know exactly what to do, so they kind of look like the aliens from Galaxy Quest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're learning, man. Those are muscles they haven't used ever. Give them a break. <laughs> True. But they talk. I mean, it's not like they don't speak, so they should have some sort of muscles in their mouth. I guess. You know, but it's like, Better okay, point. we have, like, little kids, and they are try- They learn to make faces... They have to yeah. learn how to do that. They don't. It's true. You know, like there's a reason why they make like all those silly faces. Is they're learning how to do it. And if you're basically programmed, then you're not going to necessarily do those things. You, you, we don't just do them. It's we do them because it's something we see, and then we're miming it. Right. Exactly. It's, it's, it's imitation make, like, connection to people, and you know, there's they don't need the connection to people. They have a computer that does it for them. Mm-hmm. So maybe this book was actually craftfully done. So much so <laughs> that we couldn't that tell. I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take well, that. I guess, that I guess we'll have to see on issue two. Um, I will read yeah. issue two. I was I was interested enough in the story to continue continue reading. So. I will too. I'm kind of curious to see if it takes that Matrix thing where, like, at the end of the Matrix, they pull out of the machines in a whole new world. I'm wondering what, if that kind of thing happens here, where they have to start all over again. Like, I, I'm curious to see. Like, are they going to go back? Are they going to try and recreate the world that they just lost? Are they going mm-hmm. to, you know, try and create a whole new world? Um, what What are they going to do? So, I'm I'm curious. And just like they they're, they're or just try to they're screwed. They out, have out of no survive. survival skills. Mm-hmm. At all, and I don't mean just like, like making a fire or purifying. Butter. And the instinct like, has been bred out of them. They, yeah. yeah, they are like lambs to the slaughter. <laughs> it's not going to be good for them. No, they're humans, though. Yeah. Adapt and learn, maybe, maybe not. Die we'll horribly. Yeah, or die horribly. <laughs> well, he did say there's dying everywhere. Yes. Yeah. So apparently, yes. So then, Ryan, uh, yeah, I had, I had a, a book from Marvel. I had Hercules number two, 
um, written by Dan Abnett, uh, art by Luke Ross and Emilio uh, Leso, I guess. Isn't that an I? I wish I could tell you. Uh, Emilio, I am sorry. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know how to say your last name. Um, but I really, I liked the art in this book. I thought the art was really, had a lot of different uh, images in it that I hadn't necessarily seen before. Like this book reminds me a lot of like the best like Wonder Woman stories um, in their use of mythology with like the modern world uh, mixed in. Um, That's part of what I'm loving about this Hercules series. Yeah, well, they, I mean, and then you also have like you have both uh, Hercules and Gilgamesh uh, in there because they're both mm-hmm. like you know ancient heroes of, of before. Um, Gilgamesh is actually an Eternal. Oh, I did not know that. I didn't know that he was something special in the Marvel universe other than. Yeah, but apparently they're making it seem like Hercules isn't actually a Greek god so much as that he's something from before. Well, he's a, he's a demigod. But he seems like in this, no, he's no. like a timeless idea. But in this, like he's the it's idea. making him almost seem like an eternal. Which makes me wonder, did Marvel somehow at some point in time sell the rights to all of its god characters? And now it has to turn them into something else? Just saying. Did you see uh, on the beginning, and this book is full of like so many little, like the more the more closely you read this, I think, like first of all, it's just fun to read through. Like it's a fun. It is. Um, but if you look at like, Cause her- the more you look at the corners of the book, though, uh, and maybe the more you know about, uh, you know, Greek mythology, the more you're really going to get out of this. Like, I love like on the first page, they have a little uh, lost dog poster for uh, Cerebus, the three headed dog. And it's like three little pugs. <laughs> that was in the first one. Or those are uh, they're not pugs. They're what Boston Terriers. I don't know. They're super adorable little dogs. Yeah, that was in the first one, too. Um, and then, which is even funnier considering it's Hercules. Yes, one of his labors was yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's there's tons of Greek myth. Uh, there's a is it Tiresias, uh, the the prophet or the seer, I guess, um, who was cursed by Hera to turn into a woman for a time, then back into a man. So you've got that uh, character in there, kind of advising. Hercules goes to her or him. Not really sure where Damn. they're at right now. <laughs> yep. I, I liked the the whole battle with the, the giants. Um, I liked that he had uh, that, that scene where Gilgamesh is like, oh, he has a grenade launcher. <laughs> they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but that he's actually, I, I thought that was interesting because it showed him not just his brawn uh, in the, the battles, you know, that he had made these like gas canisters basically with all the incense and spices and stuff from like the temples to confuse the giants so they thought that like a sorcerer was attacking them or like priests were trying to to stop them so that they would then be worried and because they draw their strength from like the earth and their emotions that they would then be weaker so you can then punch them really hard in the face <laughs> and I, I, li- I like that too <laughs> yeah. he still punches them out but he confuses them first Yes, he's got to be a little... Well, and when he talks about that you could, you know, beat them up and, like, rip open the earth and throw them down into, like, the pits of hell, or, sorry, Tartarus. Oh, he missed those days? Yeah. That's how, that's what they did with the with the Gigantes when they... That that's where, like, they live under, like, volcanoes and, you know, that their, their rage is what causes all of that. Um, so that was a neat little allusion there uh, to what was going on. That or Hephaestus mining. Or Poseidon. Basically... 
lots of earthquakes, and we don't know why. <laughs> so we're going to invent a whole bunch of reasons why it could be. Um, I also thought the, the giant oh, was like the uh, the like rhino uh, one was really interesting to me. Um, I really like that design of that one. Um, I don't know if that has any special significance or what, but I just thought it was a cool design. And then you've kind of got like Hercules. It's interesting because he seems to me like he's like a stand-in for kind of like celebrities who aren't really famous for a good reason or who behave like very badly. Um, which is kind of, you know, what, what it's did. an interesting twist on Hercules. Well, I mean, the whole thing with him, you know, getting drunk and, you know, murdering his like wife and that's why he has to do all the trials. And, you know, so he's got like a darker past to him. Um, but all the people who like think he's crazy cause he's just, you know, talking to thin air when he's talking to Athena cause no one else can see her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, even when he like does like heroic things, uh, I mean, not in terms of just punching giants in the face, but like, you know, leave that kid alone, that kind of stuff. The parents are like, oh, we don't want any, tr- we don't want anything to do with you. We want like a reliable superhero, like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, and I love the Hercules. <laughs> yeah. Gets it. Yeah. He's like, He's oh, like, okay. oh. <laughs> I guess that puts that, that in perspective, yeah. Um, and then kind of at the, so he meets with the, uh, the prophet, uh, and they tell him that there's, uh, you know, there's some people in town that are up to bad news, and she sees her her death coming. So he goes to like I'm assuming that's Central Park, um, and meets some really awesome looking centaurs, um, who they mm-hmm. you know they acknowledge like oh my ancient foe. You know, like if you know anything about like Greek mythology, centaurs and Hercules not friends at all. <laughs> but one of them. Well, the the wise one. I can't. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Right. Uh, the medicine one. Oh my god, I can't. He's in uh, like the Percy Jackson. I can't believe I'm going to Percy Jackson as my reference. <laughs> That's the character. Percy Jackson is your lifeline. <laughs> Would you like to phone a friend or refer to Percy Jackson? Would you like to ask Mr. Google for help? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, and then there's this weird. Uh, the basically the the prophet who just like all kind of prophets sees their own doom and really can't do anything about it um gets murdered um by the, some people who are they're calling themselves like the uprising so basically the uprising is wiping away all of the kind of myths of the past and i guess they're replacing them with themselves i'm not really sure it kind of reminded me i'm not sure if that's supposed to be like the the swan was it like the black swan from that's who it kind of looks like, but I don't think it is. I blame Hydra. Well, there's a panel where they're they're talking, right? And then you have the word balloon where it's two of them going together, so they're talking at the same time. So yeah. I don't know if they're supposed to be like. I mean, well, I figured those are supposed to be the fates. That's what I was thinking. Of. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I would have to go through and actually look Creepy. at each word bubble and see if one is talking about the past and the future, you know, and the present, you know. Which one is, and there's one who doesn't say anything, which I'm assuming is like the one who cuts the cord. So, but if they were the fates, though, they wouldn't be new. So, I don't know. Well, no, the woman says that uh, you saw much once. So that's then the two in the middle say that your gift is as spent as your eyes. The old generations pass and fall away. The new one begins with us. And then the dude in front on the right says, You see the truth to, at, at last far too late. So you've got like, okay, yeah. 
I don't know. I, I want to look forward to I, I really like Hercules. It's it's a lot of fun. The art's really good. The writing is solid. Um, there's tons to dig into if you like your your mythology. Um, and I like that it doesn't that it gets a lot of the details right when it brings in uh, mythology. Like it doesn't use, for lack of a better word, even though Marvel is not one by Disney, like the Disney version of Greek myths. It doesn't do that. Um, you know that these are these are pretty accurate to um, what I think of as like a more authentic one. Which but is why I say as digestible as the Disney versions of Greek myths. Yeah, because they're not they they they're pretty they're archetypes. They're you know, they do their thing. And then, like, you also see, like, Hercules is going to help the, the giants after he, you know, knocks them out. He's going to go find somewhere for them to be outside of the city. Cause he doesn't want to destroy them because, you know, there's only so many things of myth and legend left. You know, there's not – they got to kind of band together. So I, I'm kind of looking forward to a, a scene in a future issue where Hercules and some giants are fighting together. I think that would be – That would be awesome. Like, if he rides that, like, uh, rhino thing into battle with, like, a grenade launcher, I would be That'd all be over awesome. that. <laughs> Yeah, I would, I would be a okay with that. <laughs> You're like two thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we weren't the only ones though who picked books this week. We also asked our listeners to to pick a book. That yeah, is true. That's that right. is true. So yeah. the the books that were in the the poll, um, I I put in uh, Batman and TMNT, and then. Matt, what did you put in? It's a great question. Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Yeah. yeah. Christina, did you have insects or was that? No. Uh, that the weird... hardest freaking book in the universe to find. Yeah. No. I did find it though. Um, but... No, it was that um, NES one. It was the. Oh the right. Super right. NES. Yeah, or NDS or something like that. Because because I didn't want to do my. Oh, it was Ninja before. High School. Super Ninja High School. Right, but none of those won though. Chris's book won. I won. <laughs> Winner. I know what the what people's like. Guardians of the Galaxy number three, not to be confused with Marvel's Universe Guardians of the Galaxy number three, which also came out this week. That was really confusing. It <laughs> was. was very confusing. The timing on that was shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but this one was written by Brian Michael Bendis and art by Valerio. Shitty. <laughs> shitty. Skitty. Shitty. It's shitty art. Hey, the that's... art is actually pretty freaking good. <laughs> that's the irony. Yeah. Yes. Shitty isn't shitty. No. How did you like the Groot in this one? I know there's been a... Uh... Oh, it was Dread Groot. It was. It was still, it was still good. Look at Groot. I liked the uh, the little there was there's a moment that's my probably my favorite one in the book where um, they've had it's right towards the beginning where they've just totally had their asses kicked by them and like Kitty's like grabbing everyone and like phasing them out to get them mm-hmm. where she's like holding Rocket and like pulling him into the the ground like that is such like an adorable like there there's oh. so many things going on in that panel because like Rocket she's is like all knocked him. out yeah so she's, she's like very protective so sweetly and she's got some serious side eyes going on there she's oh yeah kill that motherfucker. Which I think she says, like, let's throw that person into the sun. Like, she's... Oh, yeah. She's, she's mad. Big. No, that... I thought that was Thing. Uh, the Thing offers to, like, stay behind and, like, basically die fighting them so that they can get out. Um, no, the throwing into the sun. 
Was that how he said that? And he's like, right damn now or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Where do they... Where do they say it? Back towards the end. Yeah, okay. No, so it's... So they're talking about what they want to do with this person because they all... None of them are happy, so... She, like, Gamora's all messed that. up. She says that, and he says, yeah, let's do that. He's agreeing. Yeah. He's like, dude, let's wow. do that exact damn thing, is what he says. Yeah. That's what it is. Yep. I knew he said damn. I was like, oh, it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, so it was, I, I like this issue a lot. I still don't really, uh, I like all of the Guardians. I really like the addition of the thing. Um, I really don't get Venom being there that much. Like, I don't think he is gelling as well as the other characters. No. Uh, it seems like he doesn't. It, do I have to explain it again? They had the little side story with him going back to the symbiote planet. But after that, I don't. It's like, okay, okay, they got that out of the way. So, first, Tony was the first exchange student. I, I get why he's there, that he's their representative for that. I just don't think it works. He's not. I don't think he's the right choice. But he's a cosmic character. Eh, I don't know. That's my least favorite aspect of the book. Technically, a cosmic character. Well, I guess because hard- symbiote is, yeah. He's hardly yeah. in it, too. That's the best yeah, part Yeah, I think it. the writers uh, have decided that he doesn't mesh well, and they put him in as little as possible. I think that people theoretically love Venom. But not like that. Uh, there was a really... But not a lot of Venom. There was a really great Venom run where it was uh, uh, Flash... Uh, as like Venom is like part of like a almost like a super soldier type program with where he was like a spy soldier. Thunderbolt? Uh, no, this wasn't Thunderbolts. This was its own standalone Venom series, maybe three years ago or so, and that was really awesome. I wish I could remember who wrote it, um, but it was Rick Remender, maybe I think I'm not sure, but it was it was pretty good. So there are things you can do with a character. Like I like that character, but I just yeah, in this it's just kind of I don't know. They should make him look like that kid from the '70s show. What kid? <laughs> I I don't know what you're talking about. This is a reference to Spider-Man Three. Uh, oh, he's played by the yeah, main character in the uh, '70s show. Uh, yeah, that Topher guy. Grace, or the, well, the main yeah. actor. Yeah, Topher Grace. Yeah. So I, I was wondering if anyone knows anything more about this person who's come in and just kind of wrecked. Uh, is it Spartax? Yeah, it's Spartax, right? Hella. Yeah, because. I don't know anything about her, but she obviously is powerful enough to destroy an entire planet full of badasses, beat the crap out of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and then, you know, do it again. Hela is the Kree god. Okay. I don't know that this is necessarily specifically that Hela, but but Hela is, is a Kree. Well, not, that's obviously a Kree. Yeah. Blue. Blue. Yeah. Bluish. Uh, the, no, the I, issue I before she said she was a Cree, and they explained her. She's like one of the chosen few okay. of this Cree. Yeah, she's an accuser, so she's mm-hmm. one of Ronan's buddies. Okay. And not like Ronan in the shitty movie. Well, the, no, the movie wasn't shitty. The, issue, the Ronan part of the movie was shitty. The issue, the issue beforehand, explained that accuser is not just Ronan. It's like a thing among the Cree. It's like its own institution. And she. Well, yeah. So, and there's pursuers. And did you guys uh, notice the drawing of the the brood uh, in the robe? 
the little alien, uh, like, xenomorph. Uh, I was trying to look like a Sith. Yeah, that, that was yeah. really cool. <laughs> I thought that was, that was pretty damn cool. The brood got weird after Annihilation Wave. Because before they were just kind of mindless They're, killing things. Like, they were they aliens. Were very much the movie well, it's, yeah. it's aliens. And, and then in the last few years, they're just like, hi, we're the brood. We're still really evil and destructive, but we talk now. And we have plans. <laughs> and we have, yeah, <laughs> beyond just the brood queen. Yeah. 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 But I think overall, uh, this one was, was good. Uh, I really like the thing in it. Um, I think he's a great addition to the Guardians. I'm really liking Kitty in it also. I think she's fitting in really, really well uh, into there. Um, so I, I'm liking this more than I thought I would like it. I think they should never have Flash out of his costume. <laughs> Won't the symbiote take him over, though? No, because I'm looking at him in the crappy way that they draw Peter. I was confused because I'm like, I thought Peter was up on the ship. It's, wait, is that Peter or what's going on now? Generic blonde white guy. Yeah. Yeah. You can only have so many of those in a panel. Like sometimes uh, in like Avengers books, right? Because they're all like Aryan gods. Oh. You know, uh, like Hawkeye and Steve Rogers, like arguing with each other, like Clint. Like, and and like, who is this blonde guy with the square jaw and the piercing blue eyes? Like, this is getting a little confusing. And then, and then uh, Hank Pym shows up and yeah. <laughs> quickly he becomes very, very confusing. Which is why I say different looking characters in comics are a good thing. If yeah. for nothing else, then so you understand who's saying what. See, that's something they should have done with Cap is had him not wear a fully covering mask. Right. Like when he was in World War Two. Well, the new... the new. I look, your Aryan uh, <laughs> dream guy is kicking your ass. Well, like the new, like, old but somehow <laughs> super muscular Captain America that's in uh, the terrible um, books that I'm not really reading. Um <laughs> It's, it's like, to put it. Well, it's so, like Uncanny uh, something that sucks, but I can't remember which one it is. Uncanny, uncanny Adventures. It's terrible. Uh, okay, so Old Cap, So it's, he dresses like Agent Rogers? Yeah, it's just like, so when Cap first got old, he was like an old man in a cardigan with a cane. And I really liked that. But he could still kick, mm -hmm. kick ass, you know. It wouldn't need right. it, you know, but his kicking your butt was like tripping you with his cane. Like he knew how to fight, but he knew he couldn't use his strength anymore. So, you know, that was kind of interesting. But this new one, I don't know. I just don't like it. Because apparently the super soldier serum is some sort of magical power that just, I empowers you instead of being something that modifies your genes. But, uh, like it is. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, so fucking sick of this. <laughs> I wouldn't mind somebody else being Captain America. That's pointless and stupid. It doesn't matter. Uh, right? Well, I don't really like... Man, we've really gotten into Captain America now for <laughs> weird yeah. things. I don't, Man, I don't like... Us wander off into un... Captain America? Territory. Weird. It's okay to but go Captain off playing, Ryan. It really can be is. another character, right? <laughs> Steve Rogers can, can go to somebody else. They've done it six times already. But it's never... Right? Captain so... America is Steve Rogers. You can have another character who's like a military person who works with the Avengers, 
or yeah, the Falcon, right? I mean, you can have that character, but don't call him Captain America because he's not Captain America. Like, I just, and especially well, they do that they, with Iron Man too. I mean, they changed Iron. They I mean they changed names. Iron Man is not as to me as much of like an inspirational figure for for others. So my problem is when they have a new Captain America that everyone suddenly treats him with all the respect and reverence and. That's Follows that's a big him. problem I have too. Then mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like no, you need to. It's like, it's like you know he's still Falcon, right? He's he's even got the wings. Yeah, he's the guy. But the shield that makes you like, like him. You know, yeah, he's 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 a good, interesting character and all, but he's not not Captain because Captain America has this that is uniquely his own. Well, it's like okay, when Batman like broke his back, right? He had to go and reclaim like the mantle of the bat. It's like you need to claim the shield. You know, you need to go through, like, an arc or two where you, like, are trying to be Captain America, but nobody really thinks you are Captain America. Then you rally everybody and save the day and prove that, yes, you are, you're, like, worthy of that, like, title. But they just went straight to, you know, everyone respects you and does what you say. And I just, I don't know. That, to me, was a bit of a stretch. I would have much preferred to see that struggle. Or maybe because I only read like two issues, that that is what's happening, and I'm talking out my ass from ignorance. I don't know <laughs> because I did not like it enough to read it and find out more. So if I am totally wrong, uh, go ahead and send us an email and tell me that. please <laughs> address please it. Please send us mind. an email. <laughs> yes, fourcolornerds at gmail.com. Please talk to us. Or even comment on Facebook. That's easy. That's true. Or you could go to fourcolornerds.com directly and send us a message there. Lots of ways to comment on the post. Lots of ways, internet, to tell us you are angry and we are wrong. I I trust in your powers to do this. So if you want me to say more rude things, I can do that. (laughs) If you want me to lose my voice even more, I can use voice posts. (laughs) If you want me to talk about more boobies, I can do that too. Boobies. (laughs) No. <laughs> you had another corner of the Marvel Universe that we uh, checked out. I did. Um, Scarlet Witch number one by Marvel Comics, written by James Robinson, art by Vanessa Del Rey. Uh, I I was kind of surprised by this book. I don't have a huge ton of familiarity with Scarlet Witch, just the movie, which I know is not her true story, um, which is very very frustrating to most people. I appreciated the basically like internal monologue that she had to kind of explain who she was, which was actually kind of cool. Did you read Airboy? Yes. I know it's the same guy. Yes. And this to me seems like not a direct continuation of it, but that same tone. Mm -hmm. Like it's like Airboy was like the working through it catharsis. This is him hopefully on the other side, but still kind of looking back on that past like that to me. Yeah. Is like a perfect meld of like writer and character. Like it's yeah, I the internal monologue I think was really cool where she kind of explains who she is. Like she really is a witch. Um, all her magic is like linked to Earth and womankind. And it was very specific womankind um, because she says she revered by ancient pagans and feared by men. Which I was like, are we are we really going? Is he is is he? <laughs> I was really Bob, offended by this book. Were you really? Like, this Bob is so uh, James Robinson. Should know better. I love this. Is the guy who created Grendel for fuck's sake? He's written a billion comic books. He knows better than this. 
Well, I think he's trying but to make up for a... what he did in Airboy. Shit. I think I... he's trying to make what up. Is Airboy? No, no, Airboy was great. Yeah, but there was a there was a staff. Is Airboy that thing where him and his buddy get drugged out of their minds and go? That's like the whole series. The they go through this whole yeah. trip. Are you talking about the, their trips to the bathroom in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. The cause like the first. I've only seen the first issue. Oh, yeah, so, it's in the second issue. <laughs> yeah, they get <laughs> they get really high and drunk, and they go to a bar in San Francisco, and then they go to uh, the restroom and mm-hmm. meet some very friendly people. Mm-hmm. And it's a little controversial. Yes. All right. You get, you got to read the issue. Yeah. You but should, he, I'm just, he should know better than this. And that. I, oh, my God. If, if I had had the pick this week, this would have been my pick. I love I, this book. I loved it. I actually really loved the art. I like the darkness of it. I thought that was really interesting. I loved the ending where she is explaining to the investigator about, you know, how these how these things happen, where there was, like, all these cats that were killed to summon, like, this evil in the world, and she's kind of slowly luring him away, and then she finally gets him, and she's like, now I have you by yourself, which is why I really wanted you, and she, like, freaking gives an exorcism on him because he's got the evil in him, which is, I thought that was, the artwork for that was super fun. I enjoyed yeah, every Okay, so that part was good. The part that I didn't like was the retconorama that they did in the first half of the book. Like, oh, everybody used to think it was chaos. It's not, because Grant Morrison's not writing this. Well, it's all new, all different, my friend. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Scarlet Witch's what? powers have had such changes, and she can kind of, you know, do whatever the plot requires her to do, and now. You know, if she's a mutant or a witch or what, I mean, it all kind of it changes. But just don't say it then. It doesn't matter. <sighs> but I think that... It literally did not matter to the story. I think they're trying to, by making it into magic, that they're trying to make... It already was. More, but it was like weird... No, she, no, she had ma- or mutant, mutant powers, powers letter, right? Like channel well, magic she can't be a mutant anymore. But she had powers, and the, the Agatha um, Harkness... She trained her in witchcraft. Yeah. She had both things. Leave it. You don't need to fucking change it. I think they're maybe just more going for the magic this time. I don't think they're saying that she doesn't have other things. I think they're just trying to... But nobody thinks about that. They're probably trying to distance her from being a mutant because Marvel has to get rid of all mutants. And they don't want to make... Mm -hmm. She was in X-Men for approximately seven issues. No one fucking thinks about the X-Men... Or mutants when they think about Scarlet Witch. I do because I one of the very first comic books I ever read um, was because I was super poor and had to get the comic books that nobody really they were in the discount bin was West Coast Avengers. Like I read read West Coast. Yes, I loved West Coast Avengers. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Like when I actually read regular Avengers, I was like, "Who are these idiots? Bring back Wonder Man and you know Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye." Like, this is fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> these stupid Iron Men and Thors are You're stupid. like, what are these people? Yeah, these knockoffs, <laughs> this second-rate team. You know, <laughs> so I really, I like Scarlet Witch. I've liked her since I was like eight. But she's a very confusing character. But, power- but they didn't go on and on and on about how she's a mutant. She never shows up for any... X-Men shit. Uh, there's she, this uh, other series, than the fact that she did the Marvel whole... No, no, no. Don't go to House of M. Called House of M. 
And it didn't happen. It is entirely she's not, about her being a mutant. Because she's not his daughter. Yeah. See, that's what I'm Red talking Conorama. about. change her all the time. But, and that sucks. Stop fucking changing characters. Or maybe her chaos magic. Is or reboot everything. I, Just reboot the whole fucking thing. They did. It was called Secret Wars. Just no, they right didn't the goddamn reboot a fucking thing. <laughs> if they rebooted stuff, we would have brand new stories and there would be new origins to shit. They would screw up main characters and not get back to them again for 15 fucking years. And then they would reboot it again and make it shit again, but gritty and asshole-ish. Screwing up Spider-Man, so... <laughs> they what? They've done a damn fine job of screwing up Spider-Man. So uh, I read the first one and I haven't touched it. It since. hasn't got. I stuck with it because you know Spider-Man tucked in corner of the Marvel yeah. universe, but it's just ugh, I fucking hate it so much. There's a lot of swearing in this episode. Shit. <laughs> There's a lot of swearing. Explicit fucking content. There's a lot <laughs> of anger. <laughs> yes, the Scarlet Witch has made us very angry. But I, I really liked her. Well, I enjoyed like, it. I loved it. <laughs> I freaking. I thought it, it was great. That's your choice. I, I, I enjoyed it, Matt. You, you don't have to like it. I'm not going to make you. Well, this the list of things Matt does not like. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing to add to the list. Sorry, right. I have things I don't like either. So you know. Well, let's all let's maybe go to something we we all possibly liked, Matt. Yes, I love Limbo Number Two. <laughs> oh yeah. Written by Dan Waters, put up by Image Comics, art by Casper. What's with these fucking names? Wingard. Wingard. Wingard? Because it's not just Wingard. You gotta make you gotta a, a J sound. Yeah. No, it's not. Well, it might be Wisingard, but I doubt it. I don't know. I don't know. So I think I it's know. because the main qualification to be an artist or writer now is not white man. <laughs> so you're getting. Yeah. So, Casper, you know. if you're listening, feel free to. Or if you're going to be one of a uh, white man, uh, don't write about them. So I mean, you've got you've got more diversity. So like, I don't know how many names on this list that we listed were like Latino or Latina, like artists. Like it's it's a thing, you know. It's like PBS. <laughs> what? What? Huh? PBS. Sesame Street. Okay, I, I see where it's you're all going. Spin. I see where you're going. Okay. <laughs> so, and and it's totally. it's not like they're catering to a particular slice. It's just that. The people that happen to be running the show are like all Hispanic. Well, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is, but that seems to be like, uh, you know, that there's strong representation. It's not bad. No, I don't see a lot of Latino characters or stories so much. So it's like they're doing the work. No, not on Sesame Street. In comics, in more, you know, I don't see that being. So it's like you have the people doing the work, but I don't know if they're. Maybe well, maybe, maybe when we get to No Mercy, yes, we will actually have some of those little yes. Latino stories. I got to move up. But anyways, we're on Limbo right now. Right. <sighs> so this is the second issue. Uh, we reviewed the first one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. This I one uh, has our, our hero uh, getting kind of pulled into a TV. Mm-hmm. This I mean, this book, literally, I know it's put out by Image, but it's such a Vertigo book. Yes, it's so and and I love it. It's so fun. Um, but they keep crazy little, shit. yeah, crazy ass shit in there. Yep. I like this one better than the first issue. I did. Too. I did too. Yeah, this was better than the first issue. Yeah. I still don't love it or 
really like it all that much, but there are moments that I really like. Oh, this is a luchador. There's a Hispanic element in this. It's true, but this is Image, where creators have more input. You know? They do what they want. Yeah. <laughs> I do what I want. But... I mean, like the the thing with like the cheat code in the video game fight. Oh, really that was awesome! Did you realize what the cheat code it's was? It's the Konami code. I posted. It. Yes, it was the Konami code. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Right? Yeah, yep. I somehow that's how her go-to to fix it, and like this, all the little jumps between all the different things in the TV. Yeah, all the different like genres of TV shows they went into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was very fun. Um. So it's continuing on with the story of the, an amnesiac who has somehow luckily uh, wandered into a world of magic and strange voodoo characters. and Techno voodoo. Techno mm-hmm. shamans. Yep. Really neat. Um, it's, it's, it went really quick is the problem. <laughs> the, the, it was like a really fast-paced kind of story, I think. Um, it just kind of moved through all the, the different scenes and kind of just threw a bunch of information that isn't really going to help you out much. Is that Steven Universe in one of the panels that he's fighting? I did pick up Steven. Mm-hmm. There's like a panel of like a little Steven. kid with like the stars and like the, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's who that's Yeah, is. I saw that. Oh, yeah. It's in that, it's in that style. Yeah. Probably their nod. Yeah. Probably, and you've got Max Hedrum in there. You've got video games. You've got westerns. I mean, you've got tons of stuff going on. You also, and then you get a little. Uh, you learn more about his roommate, who isn't as good-natured helping him out as you thought. I don't really feel good about spying on him. <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting. Like it, like it moved really fast. Um, I don't know. It's a nice, simple, clean art with not. It, it's uh just kind of easy to to read and digest. It's kind of cartoony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but not like and color coded. Yeah, it isn't color coded. Yeah, he was always in blue, so you knew who he was on those panels, <laughs> even if they looked similar. And she's always green, and so it was really mm-hmm. easy. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it was so, so. Matt, I know you really like um, occult uh, books, unless they have a Scarlet Witch in them. But in general, <laughs> you like them. Well, I liked it when it was a cult. <laughs> anyway, so how did you? What did you think of the the occult matters in this book? Um, I that's part of what I like about the book is that they're handling it very well. Um, but also with kind of like a modern urban perspective. Um, kind of fitting. Well, obviously he's fighting a TV shaman. Yes. Um, but the, the I, I'm really interested to see where the story goes. I like the the kind of bits of it. It it gives you that feel without kind of going into too much detail, so that makes it more easily digestible for people. And no, that's not Steven Universe. Uh, what is it? Uh, it looks like an anime or a video game that I. I've, seen before from like late 80s early 90s looks like, it we're looks talking like with the ones show. with the the cyclopses with the tentacles um i don't know if those yeah those are cyclopses i guess they kind of remind me like, of the creatures so from like, the simpsons really oh yeah from futurama or something like that too it kind of looks like those guys yeah i don't know but no that, that's supposed to be just like a generic old anime 
I don't know what all they're trying to to reference in here. But I mean it's just like every panel is like a jump to a different genre, so you don't you don't dwell a lot on them. I love the the panel where he's fast forwarding and then stopping. And it just burns the guy away. Yep. And then yeah, the last awesome. the last poor Yorick, he was a dickhead. <laughs> I I put that panel on I love there. that panel. It's up on our Facebook page. I love that panel. Yep. Yeah. Those two. It was it was good. It was better than the first one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. I hopefully it, it keeps getting more and more uh quality. Yeah. I had another uh another image book uh for us which was uh No Mercy number five. Um, written by Alex DeCampi, uh, art by Carlos Speed McNeil, uh, and Jen Manley Lee. Um, so No Mercy um, is, is a very accurate title uh, for this, this story. Um, I don't know if you guys read the first four um, in this. Nope. So this is the uh, nicest, uh, <laughs> uh, even though this book is horrific in like almost every page, um, the least bad things happen to it. Yeah, we'll get to that. Wait, worse shit happens? Oh, God, yes. So, Does a story ever happen? Yes. There's okay. lots of story going on here. Um, so they they did the first four issues. Then they had like a like mid-season break. I don't know what you would call it. And now they're picking up the, the arc again. So basically the story is all of these uh, spoiled American teenagers who are like trying to go to South America – Maybe it's Central America. I'm not sure exactly where this fake country is supposed to be um, to do, like, charity work for their college applications so that they can get into, like, good schools. So, the, you know, they, this uses a lot. And then not so more because all their phones are destroyed. But if you want to see a good use of, like, texting um, in a book, um, they, they do really strong stuff with, with that. Um, so they're in, like, this school bus, and the school bus – is also being used by like drug smugglers to move drugs across the country and the bus like derails and goes off a cliff, uh, catches on fire. So some of the kids like burn alive. Then all the kids, dead bodies, um, all these coyotes come out at night and start eating them and eating the other kids. And they have to end up like blowing up the bus with all the coyotes trapped inside. So that was the first four issues. (laughs) This is the bus has been destroyed and now the kids have kind of like split up each one. They're all doing different things to try and get back to, to civilization. Um, and bad things, no mercy, bad things happen to, to these kids continuously. I think it's supposed to really be a, a book about how soft uh, we are in our lives and what happens when you step, in, step into like the real world where, you know, nature doesn't love you. Um, <laughs> birds are not your spirit animals. <laughs> they are. No. <laughs> they will rip your goddamn eye out in a very brutal and graphic way. Um, you'll get, uh, you know, sexually harassed and uh, assaulted on, like, a, a road, but you know, in the middle of the night. Um, just bad things will, will happen to you in the cold, hostile, angry world that does not like you. Um, and to me, those kind of stories are right up my alley. I love that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't know if everyone else, uh, liked No Mercy or not. Did you, you guys... can remove the mercy? <laughs> Just... 
Just no. Just no. No. I, no. Just no. I don't even think reading the other four issues would have helped. I, I just first, I didn't like it. I read the first one and I didn't I didn't I didn't like it. I just I didn't like any of the characters. I I'm not meh. <laughs> I'm very meh about it. Yeah. Meh would be me being kind. <laughs> I, I want I want I want the time back for reading this one. Oh, this one was not uh, long. I, I no, it wasn't, but Seemed it long. was really hard because I was I was trying right. to find some worth to it, and I couldn't. You didn't like the sign language? No, I don't like sign language. Eh. Sign language pisses me off. There was a comic with a gorilla in it maybe a while ago that had some good sign language in it too, but I can't remember. It was like Space Gorillas Revolting. No, it wasn't Planet of the Apes. References, I swear. What's that? <laughs> You make the strangest references, I swear. I, I can't remember the name. I, it might have been, maybe it was Dark Horse Presents or something might have had a story in it. I, I don't know. I don't remember what the issue was. I'll look it up, and if I remember, I'll, I'll post it. But um, So, yeah, No Mercy uh, is very accurate in its title. If you like your books dark, um, if you like seeing... If you like seeing bad thing, an unrelenting storm of bad things happening to people who really don't deserve it and kind of have to find their their own strength to get through it um and hopefully at the end of this crucible that they're going through like emerge stronger and wiser um but uh, it's 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 a brutal book um it definitely if you don't like seeing um children well i guess teenagers aren't really children children but if you don't like seeing people uh in horrific situations um this is probably not for you. Like Alex DeCampi, for example, um, she also writes, um, what is it, uh, Drive-In Bleed Out the, uh, for, I think it's for Dark Horse. Um, like she wrote like Sleigh Bells and like, so that's the kind of, you know, aesthetic that she has. So she likes. Does she always write gritty, realistic Tequila Sunrise type stories? Um, they're always in the sensibility of like a seventies, like exploitation film, but the subject matter, there might be some that are supernatural. Um, like her Christmas story, um, sleigh bells was supernatural. Um, but this one, I don't really think is supernatural. Um, well, no, nothing happened. So (laughs) maybe if a spirit animal was a spirit animal, (laughs) I was waiting for something to happen. Well, it, something did. There was gouging. Well, no. that that's not something happening. That's just wanton violence. Well, so you, there was all the conversation between the nun in the hospital and her brother, who's like the drug lord. That was a nun. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. The lady like holding the scalpel and wanting to like cut everyone. Yes, she's a nun. yeah. And she wanted a playground. Yes, she's a nun who yeah. she basically made a a deal with like her brother, who's like the devil. Um, to get the fun. Is he really the devil? Well, I don't. Because that might make it interesting. I don't think he's literally the devil. <laughs> no. But in, in order there? to. So, like, the money from, like, this drug run that they were on is what she was going to partly use to, like, fund her school. But there's, like, a rival drug, where, you know, drug cartel that ambushed, that, you know, sabotaged the bus. So it's all just gone into this horrible spiral uh, from there. So there was plot happening. Um, but I think 
images for. Books that wouldn't get published anywhere else uh, have a home. True, true. And I I particularly liked this one. Um, the art, I, I don't know, the art I'm not so crazy about. Um, I would have to go back and reread the first four to see if the art has really changed that much. It's the same team, so I don't think so. But I remember the art being a little bit better when I read it before. So that would really be my only criticism of the book was the art was – I didn't like the art that much. Um but I love this kind of writing. I mean, this is like No Mercy, Sheriff of Babylon. Like, those are my kind of stories. We all have our, our things. Mine is like the polar opposite of like what Carissa likes. So, you like depressing realism. We I like happy fun time. Yes. Occasional murder thrown in. <laughs> the occasional, yeah, the occasional murder. Yeah. Just for, you know, a little or, diversity. Uh, if it's the Rat Queens, a lot of murder. Super yes, cute cuddle that's, time. That's fun. fun murder. <laughs> that's fun murder. That's like a good natured bar brawl, but it with, you know, access to the skull. You know? And magic. Yes. And love. Romance. <laughs> All right. We had, uh, I think, one more book. Yeah. Mm. Oh, right. I don't know. Does anybody get, bring it to us? Yes, many boffins died to bring us this review. You Star can't... Wars. <laughs> Star Wars Annual One, written by Karen Gillian, art by Angel Unzetta. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so it needed to It is Star Wars week. <laughs> it is. It is indeed so Star Wars week. This is a break from Vader. Down. Unfortunately. I just realized what that noise was. <laughs> I huh? like that we all have instant apps on our phone to make Star Wars noises. That is not an app. I was actually holding a lightsaber. Oh, oh I'm, I underestimated your power in the forest. <laughs> indeed. The nerd force. <laughs> so this one... So this is like a spy story with uh, basically a, like a mole for the rebellion. A rebel. He was a rebel spy, and then he disguises himself as a imper- imperial. Um, so you try to in- infiltrate. Well, no, the mole's the the woman who's one of the imperial guards. Yeah, and but he, he also... seemed like a James Bondish character. Yes, very much so. Ered or Ened. I didn't and, and it, that much. And Ib. And Ib. That's what it was. Yeah. It was okay. I I kept wanting more to happen. Like, I don't know. It uh, probably could have used some Vader. <laughs> Everything yeah. could use some Vader. If you showed up I, in, like, yeah. No Mercy or Limbo or Scarlet Witch, yeah. probably be a better, yeah. I miss the days where, and, and you couldn't really do this, I don't think, with Star Wars because we're already in the middle of something. But, well, one, I don't know why they're putting an annual out in frickin' December. Everyone has um, in. Well, that's wrong. Because... Annuals should come out in summer, and that's where you do your big-ass events. Because here's my theory as to why they do them in... Because Star Wars is not the only annual that came out. It is It's Christmas time, getting to be. Yeah. People are not going to be doing regular... Like, you don't want to put out an issue of, say, Darth Vader that would sell... 
200,000 copies, but because it's December, now it only sells, or end of December, you know, it only sells 100,000 copies. You've left 100,000 sales on the table, but if you put out an annual, it probably wasn't going to sell more than 100,000 anyway. You'll still, you know, that's why they do them, I think, to fill in those weak times or to give, like, the writers and artists, like, a chance to just work on Vader down, you know, that they get a two-week window here to pour, pour into that so they don't miss a production schedule like they did with freaking Secret Wars. They this get... is why Karen Gillan did this one, because Karen Gillan can write 15 books a month. Well, Jason Aaron <laughs> also does... Yeah, also does 15 books a month. But this, to me, really, because it's Karen Gillan, right, who writes... Um, mm-hmm books that I really like, Star Wars books that I really like, and I did not, I wasn't in love with this. I think that I really... Yeah, this is not one of those. I need, no. like, more of a tie-in into the characters that I I know and love, you know? Yeah. This had two... Like, the stuff with the Emperor was pretty awesome, <laughs> you know? Where you just see his, like, machinations and his plans that, you know, just yeah. like with Vader, like, you're never physically going to take Vader down. You... You are not going uh, to like uh, outwit uh, uh, the emperor, you know. I see what you did there. Only Vader can take the emperor. Yeah. This is the thing. This is one of the, one of those like throw in one-off stories, and, and the whole premise is that the this James Bondish character is trying to kill the emperor to end end stuff. Um, you know, you know, and he fails. But, but you know he's going to fail. It's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, just... I don't know. It was a decent story. Um, like, if you had told this story that wasn't a Star Wars story, it was just a generic, you know, government with a rebellion and moles and betrayals and all of that, I think I would have actually liked it more because... I don't know. I just... I, I didn't have... a you know, a strong connection to this one. Uh, <laughs> it didn't force you. <laughs> the force was not strong with this one. No. And then um, they're also... I honestly would, oh, go ahead. What I would have liked to have seen is something that was not connected to the current series, but was. So like a, a new expanded universe story, something I don't know if they want to do something that's like a. I mean, especially since I, the fucking movie is I'm out in three sure fucking days. Is on. Do such... another prelude to to Force Awakens, like something that happens a couple years before it, instead of, you know, like freaking fifteen years before it. I'm sure every second of the next six years of Star Wars has been plotted out, and there is mm-hmm. not room to fuck it up with an expanded universe story that has you know. No, not the classic expanded universe. Just, I mean, this is technically an expanded universe story. Anything is an expanded universe story. So, I mean, but I mean, like, something that's in between the movies or, like, behind the scenes or something that's in between, and but not fucking Rebels, uh, it's in between Clone Wars and Star Wars. Right. Um, just something along the, or Revenge of the Sith and Star Wars. Um, just an extra story that's there that has something to do with characters we give a shit about. I mean, Palpatine's the big bad guy of the series, but I don't care about Palpatine. You want? I just don't. You want your more Vader? I I, I like the Vader. Um, Palpatine's just 
it's cool to like show, oh yeah, Palpatine's this this badass and all that, but he's barely in the book for one thing. The book is all just lead up to like five pages of Palpatine evading this guy through showing that he still has, you know, body doubles and stuff like that. Okay, cool. Obviously he's the emperor. Right. All emperors have body doubles. <laughs> um and okay, there's this James Bond character. Oh, now we don't need to care about this character anymore. It's it's like it felt like the hol- the, the the holiday special. It's a, it's a throwaway story. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's a throwaway story. Yeah. It's a throwaway story. I, yeah. I think that's what it was meant to be, but I I would have liked to have something with a little bit more meat to it. I had a question yeah, about some absolutely. of the, the artwork that I I don't like, but I'm wondering what fantastic. other people. Okay, so there's these images of Leia as like a hologram, right? Does I it those not are look? Cool. Does it not look to you like they just took like? pictures of Carrie Fisher from the movies and just trace them over yeah. like it's too and it doesn't like the other yeah. characters don't look photorealistic and she does and that to me yeah. was weird you know? it looks it looks just like her it looks exactly like her face and her features and everything yes. which she doesn't then, look when like you... in the other comics you know so no it's weird it is weird yes. okay good I'm not the only one who thought that was weird no it looked it well, you see the contrast, and you're like, well, one looks like it looks like a photograph, and then right, yeah. everything else looks like a comic book. Right. Yeah. It's that just a hologram cool. in a comic book. It could, it should kind of look the same. I yes, that was my my thought that they like I I haven't gone through and like matched them up to actual images from you know New Hope or yeah Empire or well, whatever, but it's, I mean, they're clearly even like reference photos. Yeah. We'll be doing that later. What's even weirder is there's a hologram later of him, the guy, and it looks just like him from the comic. Right. So it's even weirder. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little odd. So I think this one, um, if you love Star Wars, you know, it's not it's not a bad read. It's it's worth your time, I guess. But um, if you're a little busy with the holidays, you're not going to miss a lot if you skip Or you one. have to see Star Wars seven times. <laughs> yeah, by that. Well, it's just there's so many other good ones out right now. This the other yeah. spaces is so much better. That's the space I find my in, myself in with tons of books. Like I'll read a book, and it'll be pretty good, but it's yeah. not good enough. Like the bar is so high now. Like it needs to be spectacular for me to consistently read. To it take it on. Mm-hmm. Spectacular, spectacular. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, we have a, a glut of an embarrassment of riches when it comes to comics. But, oh man, this week coming up, so many books oh, and a mo- yeah, movies like we said. And, the and movies, movies, books. <laughs> We're gonna have time to read books. There's this little mm-hmm. independent film coming out that you may have heard of. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Is it the Wars of Stars or something like that? I, I it's think got, it's like, like no following. I think it's kind of like Force about sleepies. You awaken something. Yeah, it's about a like narcoleptic <laughs> astrologer. There has been an awakening. I think is what this movie is about, if I remember the, right. The alarm clock of stars. Yes. I think if I, I think that's the leading theory on the internet for the, the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I hear that Kylo Ren is, is Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I don't think he's Luke. Yeah, no. No. Well, well, that's what you I know, in just a couple days, we'll know. <laughs> and we'll find out. 
I, I would like to say, I would propose to you, my fellow nerds, that we have a moratorium on discussing the movie for at least a week. So the people yes. have time. I would stab someone with the then we do a special right in their eye if they <laughs> so I, I, a, that guy. I had a coworker tell me that I am they either were taking the day off or they want me to work from home, so I didn't spoil it for them either way. because I they think if I even if I don't say nothing, if I'm in a really good mood the next day or in a really sad mood the next day, they'll oh. know either way. They're like, we know. It was all Jar Jar. <laughs> I'm not actually uh, seeing it till next Tuesday. The uh, the day that they yeah. announced the date that it was out, I took it as my diversity day. So <laughs> nice. Yes. So I have I have that day off. Which when we actually came time to buy the tickets, we actually were going on Thursday night, not Friday. So there's still Thursday night tickets. Uh... It was an ordeal. Are. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Because people just. Gambling. There's like 16 IMAX theaters in this town. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And they bought out Beautiful. IMAX for the weekend. Yep. Like every IMAX theater is playing Star Wars. I'm driving like a few hours to go see it on Thursday. Are you, you going to drive all night? No. Where are you going on Thursday? Overhead. I'm going back to the East Bay. We have friends who rented out an entire theater. So I'm going to go see Fun. it with the, everyone. Are you seeing Do you it? have enough friends to fill up a theater? Oh, yes. Or are they assholes? No, no. They, they filled it. And yes, they are. They can be both. Okay. It's not mutually. No, but as long as you fill it, that's fine. But there's like pictures where these people just have like a handful of fucking tickets. I saw and that. And it's like it's he's fake. watching it by himself. And I'm like, asshole. Yeah, no, no. he's not. He's, that's got to be fake. That's got to be fake. Are you going I can't imagine the theater would do it because the theater's going to lose money on that because they're not going to sell yeah. popcorn. Mm hmm. Yep, I think you said twenty Are you, are you going again. to Alamo Draft House? The f- I am first one or on Sunday, on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I cannot wait. And my work. Um, I actually. Probably... I actually already went to the Alamo Draft House too because it did a soft opening, so I got to see it already. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> we're um, we're getting spoiled. But our Alamo yeah, Draft it, House isn't like the wait, one in the Midwest. Say, it's all seen Star, Star Wars already. No, no, she hasn't seen Star Wars. Huh? She saw the theater. Okay. I saw the theater. I got to see a movie like, in the theater. Wait, I didn't what? See Star Wars. And I was saying yeah. that there is, a, there is an Alamo Draft location that is decorated like Star Wars, but of course it's not ours. Right. It's not ours. It's not yeah. Ours. yeah no. And I don't know if we're getting the special menus or everything like that, but we are getting a special um, beer glass, a Mondo beer glass, and uh, a magazine. That's Mondo as well. Nice. Which are, for anybody who's a collector, that's fucking exciting because i love mondo yeah. stuff yeah. so shall we wrap it up boys and girls i think so all right so those were the books we read this week to read our reviews including a bonus review check out our weekly pool list and other nerd shenanigans go check out fourcolornerds.com on our facebook page four color nerds you can find the podcast on itunes on stitcher on soundcloud I messed it up. Wait, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, that's that was me. But I'll go with the uh, podcast uh, addict. There. All right. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to come back next week for another episode. Until then, keep reading nerds and may the force be with you. Always.